You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another awesome edition of Wednesday Wisdom. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and today I have a super awesome guest. Um, Jerry Lee Sis is here. She is a independent agent and a dream liver, and she came up with that name herself, and no, it does not mean anything to do with a liver. Um, but she is awesome. I actually met her here on Facebook and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. And yes, that is the tornado siren that happens every Wednesday at 12 p.m. So let's all just bask in the glory of the tornado siren. Um, if you guys find value in this, I would love for you to share it out, tag anybody that it might resonate with. And here she is, Miss Jerry Lee. Welcome to the stage. Hello. Hello, how are you? I am so good. It's so glad that I'm, it's so good to finally have you here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited. I've been looking forward to this since the last time you and I talked on the phone. Well, I love it. And I'm so glad that you're here. So let me check the comments. Yay, Scott is here and Sheena is here. Welcome, guys. Welcome. So tell us, Jerry Lee, what is a dream liver and what what are you in, in what's an independent agent tell me about kind of how do you go from regular land to becoming an independent agent all Some right secret yes. so all of the things right so the dream liver is um something that's that's been a process and evolution and so um a lot of people talk about dream building i'm building my dream and i'm building my dream i want to live my dream I want to live my dream every single day. And the dream is not the destination, but the dream is really who we become on that journey and on that adventure. And so I love to live my dream. I love to be the woman of my dreams. I think about what she looks like, what she's wearing, what she's eating, what kind of like clothing does she have on? Who are the people that she hangs with? And that's what I am. That's what I'm doing. I do my best every single day. Am I perfect at it? No, but that's why it's a dream, right? We continue to build and we continue to evolve, but I am living the dream life, my dream life. Sometimes when things happen and I got to gut check myself, I say, hmm, what would the woman of my dreams be doing right now? Would the woman of my dreams react? Would the woman of my dreams respond? Would the woman of my dreams be stuck? Or the woman my dreams keep moving. So that's the dream liver. And I think that that is my hope for every single one of us that we take away that every single one of us lives our dream and our best life every single day. 
So, I love that. I think that I think that's so powerful, and the way that you put that in the women of your dreams. I think that's that's amazing, and you know, it coincides. I mean, obviously, you've been in my community for a while. It coincides so much with what I teach, right? Which is about really feeling into what does that look like, and and knowing that you know they say like new level, new devil. Like when you get to that level, it's not all sunshine and roses, right? Your dream life is still going to have dream caveats. You're still going to have things. I always say to my clients. Someday you're going to have to figure out how do you move the Mercedes when it's blocking the three car garage because you want to drive the Land Rover. And that's a problem for someone. You know what I mean? Like that for someone, that is an issue. Or what do I do? Oprah invited me to a baby shower on the same day that there's the celebrity auction. Like people laugh, but that is somebody's reality. And when did we decide that that can't be our reality? When did we make the decision that said that that person has something we don't have? That's a decision we made. We can unmake it at any time. And we see people do it all the time, right? We see people that, remember that one lady that was on, I think it was America's Got Talent. Her name was Susan something. And she was, you know, she had gray hair and she was probably in her late fifties. When she started singing Les Mis, it was like unreal. And what happened? She ended up with a record deal and she ended up, Simon Cowell wanted to be her bestie. And she went from this to that. And why? Because she believed she could. So I definitely, um, I resonate with that so much. So how do you, so tell me about like, kind of, where did you start out? Like, what did you used to do? Like, have you always been this person or is this something that you kind of evolved to? Uh, my short answer is, I think I've always been, not think, I know I've always been this person, me personally. Mm -hmm. But the story that's told to us or the perspective of our experiences shapes that. Mm -hmm. so I think back and, and as I, I've grown into this and evolved into this journey, I think about like myself at six years old. That girl was shining. She loved to shine and not to outshine others, but she loved to shine in such a way that like nobody else mattered and that what mattered was what made her heart sing. And so I know that I, that as I look back on that six year old girl that I've been this way forever, it just it just sort of got off track a little bit, like so many of us do. But the good news is, is that we don't have to stay on one track. There's there's ebbs and flows and forks in the road, and we get to pick and choose and decide. We get to. I use that word specifically. We get to. Not that we have to. We get to make those decisions. So I've evolved, right, over time, like so many of us. Um, and so I would say from a, from a journey perspective, I really started paying attention uh, with intention probably – eight years ago to my recollection. And, um, you know, I started really identifying things within myself of like, and I didn't call it this back then, but like, that's not the woman of my dreams. I didn't want to live that life. And so I really like was very prescriptive about the evolution and knowing that for me, my comfort level wasn't like to rip the bandaid off and take, do it all in one day. That's like too much for me. That was, for, and maybe that works for some people, but for me, I'm like, I gotta like, I gotta like eat that frog. I gotta take these like bits and pieces and chunks and say, okay, what, what at this point in my life can I manage to um, uh, release and replace, release and replace. So I'm going to take something out, but I'm going to fill that back up with something else of my, my desire and my dream. 
So I'm going to take one piece out. I'm going to put one piece in. And so it became this thing, right? It, I was working through things, my perspective of my experiences as a child. So I worked through that stuff. That was a layer of stuff. Then I worked through um, how I treated my body. So that was another level of the cycle. I worked through how I saw myself in the mirror. And that doesn't even necessarily come down to just my physicality. That comes down to my heart and my spirit. So I, I worked through all of that stuff. And, you know, you know, this is not, it doesn't like just happen overnight. And as you're doing the work, it's not like the work stops. It's just compounded, right? And so we get, we get it done a little bit and then we add, we get it done a little bit and then we add. And so we have all of these layers. And then the last big piece for me that's happened over the last probably three years was my career and how I identified myself within my, my career. And so um, that's how I get to independent agent. I'm not a secret agent man, um, but that's how I get to this role of secret agent. And, uh, you know, I worked in corporate America for a long time and I knew over and over and over and over again that it wasn't a fit for me. And I didn't know how to identify myself as anything other than a worker. Great worker, but that's how I identified myself. And the universe kept like nudging and whispering and saying, girl, you ain't a worker. You're, sh you're a shiner. You're like, you got bigger, better, bolder in you. Mm -hmm. And so then, and I had a career change last year and I have not looked back. I've not been happier. I have not worked harder. I, I'm working a lot as an independent agent, but I'm so, so happy um, every single day, I have so much joy in my heart um, that that opportunity came along. I love that. And, you know, it's funny. I was running a room in Clubhouse last night and um, my friend Rex made a comment and he said that because I, I have this inkling and I've never actually seen it for sure, but I've had this inkling that there's some thing out there, be it people or, you know, some group that really doesn't want people to know what their power is. And my purpose in this life, and most people don't know this about me, but I'm just going to come out and say it. My purpose in this life is to illuminate the fact that we all have the ability to design, to design our dream lives, our dream businesses, and we truly can manifest whatever we want. The problem is, A, we're told that that's not possible, and B, we don't know the process to do that, right? So like, it, it's purposely hidden from us. Anyway, so this guy last night was saying that Henry Ford during the Industrial Revolution was actually heard to say, don't tell it, don't release the book Think and Grow Rich because there won't be any people to run the assembly lines for my factory. To say that I had a moment when that was said is like, the understatement of, I know it's like, it's angering, but it's also, it releases so much energy too. There are literally people who want people to stay scared and afraid and controlled because they're so afraid that if they don't, that those people won't buy into the system anymore, that those people won't buy into the story, you know, and I'm going on a rant here, but you're such a good person to do it with. The 40-hour work week was actually designed, and you can research this. The 40-hour work week was designed to make man and woman so busy that they would be clamoring to do recreational activities on the weekend. It was to boost the economy. So on the weekend, you'd go out and buy furniture, you'd book vacations. 
It was meant to make it so all of your time was stuck working so that all you wanted to do when you got out of work was spend money on things for that little tiny sliver of your life. And guess what happened? With COVID, we've actually seen that you don't need to work eight hours to get work done. In fact, most of us who's ever worked in an office, you don't do eight straight hours of work anyway. You do a couple minutes and then maybe you go check an email and then maybe you play solitaire. I mean, come on, let's be real, right? We've all worked in corporate America and we know how this is. And it's not necessary. And people are waking the heck up and they're going, oh my gosh, I don't have to go work at Target for 12, not, I mean, if you love that, more power to you, for $12 an hour so someone can ask me six times a day, where's the towel section, to go home and starve. I get to design my dream the way I want my dream. And that is the generation and that is the evolution we're coming into. And my role as a dream design coach is to wave that flag and say, hey, you don't have to listen to the Henry Fords of the world. Let them go make those robot things, right? Let them, you know, McDonald's did it, right? There's a robot that orders your chicken nuggets for you. We don't need man to do these, these subhuman jobs if they don't want to. If they want to, great. If that, if you enjoy that, because I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I loved working at Bileen's, which is now Macy's. I loved cleaning up the fitting rooms. I loved organizing everything. Would I do it now? Hell to the no. No. But there was a time when that fit into my life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't anymore. And so I love that you are having these thoughts and that you're saying these things because, guys, wake the heck up. You don't have to settle for what's available for a business or a job or a role. You can create your own. The caveat is you've got to do the dream work. You've got to sit down and figure out, like Jerry Lee says, what does that look like for you? Because it's different for you than it is for me. In my network marketing career, the owner of our company used to take us shopping at all these fancy stores where they have $700 shoes. That doesn't appeal to me. That doesn't appeal to me. So you're never going to motivate me with your goals. Write this down. You're never going to motivate someone else with your dreams. You're welcome. That's going to save you a lot of trouble. So I know that was a giant rant. And no, I'm sorry. I just want to interject here for a second. So I love that you said all of that because um, and it, it was brilliant and it was much needed. And so like in my role, what I do as an independent agent is I I work with people in middle income to remind them that wealth is accessible for everyone. Everyone. Right? Wealth is everyone. For everyone. And so I think that the for so long, the belief has been put into people in middle income to say the rich can be wealthy. The rich get richer, the poor get poor, and the middle income stay stuck, right? People say that all the time. And so I, for me, there's a mind shift piece that I have this conversation with people all the time that says wealth is accessible to every single one of us. This is something that all we have to do is set the plan. All we have to do is truly identify where we are. Sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves, where we are and where do we want to be? And it's imperative that we work with the coach from point A to point B. And that coach understands that it's not a fluid straight line. 
that coach understands that there's nuances to us. So like I work with people's finances and people in middle income, especially mindlessly spend. So it doesn't matter if I set a goal that I want to make a million dollars, if I'm still mindlessly spending, because I still have to identify some of right where those gaps are to your point earlier. And so those are those things like, so for you to say all of that, like from a, from a dream life and an occupational perspective is perfect because I think that that goes along with so many areas of our lives. And we, we for so often have been taught one, that it's not doable two that it's not accessible and three, that we got to figure it out on our own. We do not have to figure it out on our own. The greats of the great of, of any occupation of any society of any, whatever, they don't figure it out on their own. They got a coach, right? Michael Jordan, whether you think he's the greatest of all time or not, he is. But Michael Jordan had a coach. Warren Buffett has a coach. These people that are highly successful and whatever success looks like, right? Because that's different to everybody. But whatever success looks like, we cannot and we don't need to go it alone because we have people there that are willing and able to support us and doing it in a loving way that's going to get us there to empower us, to encourage us and to educate us. Absolutely. And you know, people think, a lot of people think, oh, well, if I have a coach, it means that I failed or that I'm cheating. But like, here's the deal. This is what a coach is. So if any of you guys are out there thinking, I maybe want to be a coach, I'm going to tell you exactly what a coach comprised is comprised of. It's three things. One, education. They got to be able to teach you something you didn't know, or at least point you in the direction of information that you don't know. That's the first thing, education, right? Obviously, they're, they're helping you do something. Two, perspective. They can see 360 degrees around you. They can see the back of your head, right? Hairdressers, they don't do their own hair, or if they do, they usually don't live to tell about it. <laughs> but a lot of times they have their own person or chiropractors, they don't do their own, you know, their own adjustments. Brain surgeons probably don't do their own brain surgery, right? Not because they're not proficient. The most incredible brain surgeon in the world is going to have his brain surgery done by the second most incredible brain surgeon in the world because that's what he's got to work with. That's the second thing, perspective. And then the big piece and where the money comes from when you're like, why is that expensive? It's called accountability. Accountability. A coach gets in there with you and your goals are their goals and your dreams are their dreams. And your you know, limiting beliefs become their limiting beliefs. And they are in it with you all the way up to the knees with the waiters on getting in there with you and listening to you and seeing where the problems are and 100% committed to helping you do whatever it is that you're trying to do, move to the next level, heal, grow, you know, crush whatever goals that you have. That is a lot for another human being to take on. And if you've got a good one, right? the precision with which they do that is worth every penny. And I know this because I've had phenomenal coaches. I've had eh coaches. I've had terrible coaches. And I personally profess to be a phenomenal world-class coach. Okay. So I know I'm worth what I'm worth. But anyway, the point that she's making is that having somebody in your corner who helps you get to that next level, why wouldn't you do that? It's like people talk all the time about the Instapot, right? Well, isn't the Instapot cheating? isn't it? I mean, you're not really cooking, right? No, you have an Instapot to make your life easier so you can cook things faster so you can get on with your life. But then people look at it and say, well, a coach is, you don't, you know, why do I need a coach? Why do you need an Instapot? Why do you need a pan? 
why don't you just hold the grilled cheese over the <laughs> stove with your hand? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I can, I can rant on this stuff. Can you tell? Like these, these are like things for me. Cool. So tell me a little bit about how you, how you work with clients. Like what do you do with them? Great. So, you know, we have a couple of different options. So um, I do a variety of different workshops. Um, you know, so I have actually one coming up this um, Thursday about marriage and money. And so I think about myself in someone else's shoes. That's the first thing that I always do. And so I think one thing that I, I bring to the table is empathy. And so our stories might be different, but at the underlying theme of the human experience, things are all, all things equal, right? Emotion, uh, stagnation. So there's all of these things that run through the human experience. So I think of myself in that first and foremost. And so for instance, in this like money and marriage workshop, we think about and talk about how we can set people up for success because we know that 42% of marriages fail and end in divorce because of money. So am I gonna fix your marital problems? No, I'm not. But what I can do is help you have a conversation that's gonna help your marriage. So we do these workshops that are themed workshops. So money and marriage, money matters, money 101. So we'll do workshops or I can do one-on-ones to really understand their goals. So we'll start with the process, right? And so just like any other good coaching, I wanna hear about people. For me, it's also the psychology and the sociology of the person. Because like I said, it, it's one thing for them to tell me I have student loan debt and I have credit card debt and I have mortgage debt, but I wanna retire by the time I'm 65. And then for me to say, okay, well, we're gonna hunker down and we're gonna pay, 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 pay. And then we're gonna invest, 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 invest and we're gonna get you where you wanna be. Anybody can do that, right? I say anybody, but anybody can do that. But what I bring to the table is really to understand how did we get into this credit card debt? And it's not to beat somebody else up, but mm -hmm. it's really truly to understand those limitations. So for instance, someone going through a divorce and they're now spending, spending, spending because they're trying to fill the void of that loss of their marriage. Does someone have student loan debt because they thought that they needed to go to a really good school in order to get the best education. And now they're, they have a, a mid-level pay job at all the student loan debt. So there's, there is psychology in it. And it's really understanding where they are today from that emotional perspective, mm -hmm. as well as that financial perspective. And then understand what the pain points are along the way and, and living in the reality. So, um, you know, if I said to somebody, all right, you need to stop spending altogether and, and we're going to live on ramen noodles so you can pay down that debt. Well, it's that, it's that law of deprivation. Never works. I don't know anything that said that the law of deprivation ever, ever worked. Because then what do we do? Let's say that we've, quote, achieved that goal, whether it's weight or finances or something else, because we've deprived ourselves. And then it all comes back because we didn't address that underlying issue. Well, and you're creating a poverty vibration too. Sure. So that person's not going to be at their highest vibe. You're better off saying, okay, go to the grocery store and buy the groceries for all week. And, you know, I have a, a friend um, 
who she literally teaches people how to feed the entire family for a dollar a person. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, and again, a lot of times people are looking for the easy out instead of doing the education and doing the work. There are resources. You could go to the grocery store and if you do invest the time, you can make incredible meals for like dirt cheap. The problem is the time investment, right? Like you're going to have to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to make five meals this week that have eggs. So I'm going to get a bunch of eggs. Like you're going to have to do some heaven forbid math. Remember that stuff they taught us in high school, that math stuff, you're going to have to figure out, okay, well, three things this week are going to have lemon in them. So I'm going to have to save that lemon from Monday to wet, like homesteading guys. Like you, like you can do these things without having to, to, to eat ramen noodles, but it's going to take work. And here's the secret to life. You guys work is part of your life. It might not be you know, hard labor in a business, but it's going to be writing in your journal or visualizing. There is going to need to be effort on your part in order to make a change. It could be a financial investment. It could be a time investment. It could be a sacrifice of victimhood that you've been carrying around in your little caboodles for your whole life. Okay. It might be time to sacrifice that, but either way, something has got to give. And, you know, I got to tell you, Jerry Lee, one of the things that I saw this week that just half made me mad and half broke my heart. I saw that the um, Biden on his Instagram there, he had a post that said, you know, um, talking about infrastructure and infrastructure for taking care of the elderly and childcare so parents can go back to work. And I read that as we will take care of having the relationships that you're supposed to have, that you're supposed to enjoy in this life so that you can go back and continue to make the rich richer. So you can continue to be an employee. And I was like, well, there that is. There's the president of the United States saying it loud and clear for everyone to hear. You know, we want you to value your ability to make money more than the relationships that that are your whole purpose for living. And isn't that <sighs> sad? Gut wrenching, actually. Like I'm literally like I'm very I feel things very physically and literally in my gut. I'm like, oh my gosh. And for me, one thing that COVID reminded me of was like what's important are my people. Like yeah. my people are important. My my husband, my family, my friends, my loved ones, like those are the things that are really important. And I, and, and, and I'm gonna take a step back. I'm important. My own health, my own well-being, my own mental stability, my, my own mm-hmm. heart, my dream though. Mm-hmm. That's important. That's what God made me for. Right. And, and only when you are at your highest vibration, taking optimal care of yourself, can you do your greatest good in the world? You wouldn't drive a car from New York to California with you know, um, a, a, a hole in the gas tank and bald tires and throw your kids in it, that would be absolutely reckless. So why then do we walk around being the parent of kids when we haven't had enough water, when we haven't slept enough, when we haven't had a chance to download all of the energetic gunk inside of us? Why do we then make ourselves that reckless car operating and, and raising children and taking care of children and doing all the other jobs like who wants a subpar mother, wife, coworker, client, boss? Get yourself to that high level. Get yourself to that high vibration so you can perform optimally. 
If you don't do it for yourself, at least do it for the other people. If you have to connect your self-care to other people just to get it done, I give you permission to do that. I give you permission to make your self-care about caring for others if that's what it's going to take to get you there. Yeah. And I, for me, as I look back on the journey, my evolution over the last you know, eight years, as we talked about earlier, really was about my self-care. And I knew uh, over the last three years in my, my old job that I had lost sight of all of that. And my confidence level was down. My pro- if I'm being honest, my productivity level was down. There was all of these things that I could see were at a low. And I, I know that once I was able to, and once I chose to, continue to raise, continue to raise, continue to raise, continue to live my best life and continue to put myself as the priority and those things that were important to me, my heart and my spirit and my light as the best priority. That's when the the doors blew off. That's when like, right, things got kicked out from under me, but the doors blew off and they blew wide open. And then God is like, hey, look, girl, get it together you are meant for bigger, better, bolder, and I'm going to put it in front of you. And I'm going to allow you to share your experiences with people in such a way that it's going to like make them jump up out of their chairs and say, me too. I want to live my best life. And whether it's on my train or somebody else's, but that's at the end of the day for me, you talked about your purpose and your mission earlier. That's my purpose and mission is to empower people and, and, and give that, like share my enthusiasm to say, it doesn't have to be my train. It doesn't have to be my journey, but it's yours. And it, like, choose you, choose that little girl or that little boy, six years old. Like they loved life, maybe a little younger for some of us, whatever that age was where we know we loved life, choose that child. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And you know, as well as anybody, when you become a parent, you're parenting yourself. You all of a sudden, you're one of your kids, like it or not. You can feel that you on the inside and you're parenting her or him just as much as you're parenting those other kids. And that's when the magic starts to happen too, because you go, hold on a second, girl. You know, you're not going to be emotionally abused anymore. You're not going to be told that you're different. We're going to push. We're going to show up big because that's what you always deserved. And Ooh, I got chills. Yeah. And it's it's so true. Right. And even just, you know, I have a daughter who's highly sensitive. She's eight. I just walked by to come in here and she's filling out her morning journal and she goes, mommy, I'm going to start doing affirmations like you do. And I'm just like, I just, I mean, is there anything better? Because I don't, I don't think there is. I don't. And I, I love that we're having this conversation. If anybody has any questions for Jerry Lee, please feel free to put them in the the comments. I've got the comments here too, because I guess they're not showing up in both places. Um, so I'm kind of watching them on both sides. So if you're wondering why I keep looking down, it's because some of them come up here and then some of them come up down here. So I'm trying to watch everything. Um, so this is actually my friend, Jerrica that we keep seeing Facebook user. Um, yeah, she's awesome. You should definitely get to know her. She's phenomenal. I okay. love to connect. So if yeah, absolutely. And we'll, yeah, we'll get there in a sec because we got all your, your deets and stuff. So do, if anybody has any questions for Jerry Lee about what she does or how to get a hold of her, or any of that stuff, feel free to stick that in now. Um, oh, hold on a second. We've got Robert here. Oh, I see Robert's thing. So Robert, I will tell you, I turned 40 last year in November 
And uh, I was I was going through the journey and the universe, like literally a month before my 40th birthday was like, all right, time to get out of the nest because I was not making the decision myself to get out of the corporate nest. And so the universe is like and like pushed me out and I gave myself a day to cry, maybe a day and a half. But I gave myself a day to like process it and go. And I woke up. I first thing I said when I woke up on my 40th birthday and I said it out loud. Thank God. I am not there anymore. And there just wasn't the physicality of the job. There was the woman that was in that job, the woman that had had hit a level, I look back now, and probably some pretty deep depression. Um, but that woman that was there, I am so utterly grateful. And so good for you for making the transition. Good for you for acknowledging that like who you were wasn't who you are. Right. And knowing that this is that fluid process, like all of that other stuff, like Amy said earlier, that gunk that we've accumulated or that's been put on us or that we've been told or that like isn't us. It's dulling that shine and dulling that sparkle. Good for you for getting out the Windex, wiping it off and letting yourself be seen in your greatest entirety. So I, I applaud you. Nice job. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, you know, that's another thing, too, you touched on is that you have a highest self and that self is who you are throughout your whole life. In fact, I love to do this exercise with people. When you think about walking through the halls of your elementary school and what your voice sounded like in your head, it didn't sound high to you, did it? It didn't sound like a little kid's voice. It's the same voice you have now because your highest self will always have the same voice which is really powerful. You can't remember what your little kid voice in your head sounded like because it was this adult voice you have right now because this highest self has existed from the moment you were conceived and will happen until the moment you leave. And that highest self will always be the same. The little cross sections of you that are you across the years, the highs, the lows, the learnings, the, the healing, the breaking, all of that, those are just slivers, right? Like on an, um, a CAT scan, is that the one that, that does the slivers or is that MRI? One of them does. But there's <laughs> one of the medical things that takes cross sections. Mm -hmm. Each one of those is a snapshot of a moment of you, but that's not who you are. That's your identity in that moment. And your identity can change all the time. So when you think of it from your highest self perspective, you can kind of release a little bit of that stress around, oh, this is who I am, because it isn't who you are. It's a snapshot of who you are. But that highest self, that wholeness is always following you around like a beautiful silver cloud into every moment of your life because mm -hmm. that's that God consciousness inside of you. I don't know where any of this is. I think we've got a source connection today. Oh, my guys are on fire right now. Um, and so I will tell you the other thing, too, that you you say that um, in terms of like these snapshots, it's OK that we were who the, we were in those moments because we were operating from our highest level of awareness. And sometimes who we are in those snapshots is for survival. And sometimes who we were in those moments, again, was what we learned. But like, that's the other piece that I, I, I want to bring to people is it's okay. It's all okay. We're going to be okay. Love that person in that moment. Right. It's all for good. Yeah, it's person, all, we're all walking each yeah, other back for home. Sure, for sure. And that's the thing is like, I think that that's the other, all the like, you know, we're carrying around the luggage at the like, and not even like the new the ones. That, like, 
Yeah, I loved your caboodle reference. But like you got this luggage and it reminds me of like an army duffel bag because it's so hard to carry. You're dragging it. It's got all this stuff in it. And we want, we like, we just like, we're like, oh, oh, we're struggling. We're struggling. And guess what? If we let that, if we like even a piece at a time and we leave like, we leave like a trail and we let it go, that bag gets lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. And we're raising and we're raising and people, people see that people feel it people experience it and we want to talk about that law of attraction guess who now we're bringing into our lives those people that are also raising their own vibrations and that also want to live their best life and and if we bring somebody in that doesn't align with us that's okay too we can lovingly allow them onto their own journey we don't have to put them in the duffel bag we don't have to carry them with us right and we can still love people right right but we don't have to carry them. We don't have to carry their weight. No, we don't. We don't. And if they are meant to make their way back into our life, they will. And if they're not, bless them and let them go, right? Bless and release, as they say in the network marketing business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, awesome. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to make friends, if they want to work with you, if they want to get in on one of your classes? What do they do? Perfect. So thanks for that question. So there's a couple of different options. So you can reach me on Facebook. Um, just search for my name here. And I think Amy's going to provide, I'm not very good at doing the pointing part here where you're perfect. Laces, right. So you can just look for me there. And I think that Amy's also going to share my details. Um, you can message me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, I'm often sharing the different things that I'm doing. Um, if you wanted to get into a workshop, I share those on my pages so you can get into those. Or if you wanted to do something as a one-on-one, -on -one, I do do a free one-on-one -on -one consultation. And I also provide a free complimentary um, financial needs analysis. So, um, you know, that's a, to me, that's a great offer. Uh, it's that, that plan on a page and that playbook, um, you know, for me. Yeah, she is. She I might care. have <laughs> Um, awesome. you know, and, and you want to know what, even if it's not for financial services, even if it's just uh, enlightened people and people on their journey that want to connect, I am all, all, all about that as well, because we just never know um, where one connection is going to take us. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jerry Lee. You've been amazing. It has been so awesome having this conversation. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. It has been my joy and an absolute blessing. And so to you and to everyone else, I hope you guys enjoy this beautiful day that we've each been given. Thank Bye. you. Well, that'll do it for Wednesday Wisdom this week, you guys. Tune in next week when we have another fantastic guest. I think today's conversation was absolutely mind-blowing. I hope you took a lot out of it. I know I did. I'll see you guys next week. Until then, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe and may you be at peace. Namaste.